0: press box i am your host this week the beanie Boys back and i'm here with my co-host brennan tassel what's going on man what's up man lots to get to this week lots to get to big week big week we got nfl going on we got college football season and i don't know if you knew brennan but bowl season started today but, um yeah there was a bowl game today at like 2 30 p.m um i believe a team that was three and six was in it um uh, we got NBA preview because the NBA starts tomorrow. If you're watching this live on Twitch today, if you're listening to this live on your feed, then we got some quick hits we want to get into. Um, of course, the walk-offs where we both tell each other to shut the bleep up and uh, go on a bit of a rant or read an essay, as it's more eloquently put. But first, we are going to kick off. Ready to return the opening kickoff. Perfectly to kick off. Oh, here we go. All right. So... Uh, Brennan. Yes, you know what it's time for game of the week. Game of the week. Kansas City went down to New Orleans to play now in the Superdome. Played uh, in that Superdome.
1: It's a very nice facility. I played in that. Did
0: you? Who would you play in there?
1: Uh, we. Oh, was beat, that the ball game? Yeah, we beat Memphis. Nice. nice.
0: What ball was that again?
1: The RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl.
0: Oh, uh, who about
1: the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl? <laughs>
0: Is that the R plus L bowl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, okay, that's, your that's credentials. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so Brandon, what were your thoughts on this um, doozy? This,
1: yeah, this game was a doozy. Uh, biggest <laughs> headline, obviously. Uh, Drew Brees came back eleven. He's uh, back. Eleven cracked ribs and a punctured lung. Came back after what was it? Six weeks? Four weeks? Something like that? Something like that? Don't ask me um, for time. Looked shaky. Was over for six with a was over for six with a pick to start the game. Ooh. Um uh they, it was just a great game. That's why it's game of the week. Game it was week. a it was a great game. Uh I think it was very important for Drew Brees to get out there and get this get acclimated, reacclimated with the speed of the game going into the postseason. Uh, the last thing you want to do is go into the postseason cold. Um mm-hmm. but Kansas City's doing this weird thing that the 07 Patriots did. Where they were blowing teams out in the beginning and then they started winning. They kept winning, but it, the margins started getting tighter and tighter. And then eventually those Patriots lost in the Super Bowl. So I don't think that's what's going to happen with Kansas City, but this game was a little too close for comfort, especially I with.
0: I'll tell you why I don't think that'll happen. So ahead. the thing with this Kansas City team that has impressed me the most is that every week teams try to scheme something new to stop them, blah, 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 of course, obviously, because every team wants to win the game. But this week, the game plan for New Orleans was to cut off the deep pass and pressure Mahomes as much as they could. And they got there. And they got there. But Kansas City, like a chameleon, changed its stripes. And they had over, let me see, the total number of rushing yards, they had over 179 yards on the ground. Yep. When have we seen a stat line like that from them? I think we they haven't. had one other game like that early in the season, week one or week two. But, yeah, they're able to adapt. And Home still had three touchdowns through the air, 254. But they're able to adapt. And, get, I mean, everybody's gonna, they're going to get everybody's best shot. In the same way, like when you uh, win the national championship the next year in college and stuff like that, you're going to get everybody's best game and whatnot. But they've been able to stave everybody off. I mean, they they won a game where they uh, lost the turnover margin last week, four to one, and they win this game where Mahomes has no big plays to really talk about.
1: Yeah. And it was interesting because um, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is probably going to be out uh, with a high ankle sprain. Le'Veon Bell got pretty banged up. But the big story is, I'm, I'm, is the pressure that New Orleans brought on Patrick Mahomes. He's hit 11 times. Um, brought four, the house. Yeah. Four sacks, hit 11 times. You know, my boy from FAU, Hendrickson getting in there. Big Trey, you know, getting in there with two Shout sacks out. of his own. But um, the- the biggest thing to me was Drew Brees, forty-four uh, percent on completion percentage, lowest it's been in years. Um, like I said, he went zero for six and looking had that old. pick early. But yeah, he's looking old. But I think this was—I think this was uh, a good win for Kansas City because you know, despite what you want to say about New Orleans and their injuries, that's a playoff team. That's a good team. You know, they're vying for a top seed in the NFC. So this was this was a very good game.
0: And um, this is a good game for New Orleans because. Um I mean, the one thing you can say is they had to play without My- Michael Thomas, who's uh, on yeah. IR until the playoffs, effectively. So um, getting Drew out there, getting him some reps, even though he looked god awful for most of the game. He still yeah, ended up getting early. three touchdowns, uh, even though one of those touchdowns. I hate that the shovel pass is a pass, even though it's effectively yeah. a run. That Kamara that 17-yard pass is a run. But um, but it's in the stat line. It's three touchdowns. So the man has three touchdowns. What can I say? Yeah. So, yeah. Game of the week. Game of the week. Brandon, there was another game that was pretty game of the week ish. Yeah, it was um, up there.
1: Huge game.
0: Huge game for the
1: Jacksonville it, Jags Wires faithful.
0: Uh, only because of how bizarre the turnout can yeah. be. Uh, <laughs> yes, sir. Uh,
1: you are correct, sir.
0: The Los Angeles Rams, who are two years removed from a Super Bowl. My uh, Los
1: Angeles Rams, that I've been <laughs> touting all season long.
0: Uh, I mean, we both thought they were. You know, I, I knew Garrett Goff was god awful, but um, yeah. I thought their running game and vague scheming would be good. Uh, but they lost. Yeah. You know who they lost to? I believe it was the New York Football Jets, J E T S. Winless New winless York Jets. Jets. Uh, they're not winless anymore. Nope. Uh Because the Rams caved in, Brendan. Tell us how it happened.
1: I'm not sure. This was very upsetting. Jared Goff statistically it wasn't awful but just the game itself was they just let the jets hang around and hang around and you know I'm going to talk about this later in my walk off but teams Ooh, in the NFL piece. teams in the NFL aren't trying to tank especially the players on the field so like the jets have been playing hard all year they just you know sometimes it doesn't go your way as a jacks fan I'm very aware of that so it's just it was weird they let them hang around and that's what ended up happening they won i mean
0: you it, it let them was, hang around. You mean the Jets let them hang around. This yeah. game started 13. <laughs> I was going to say yeah, for yeah, the yeah. soccer fans that listen to this. Uh, the Jets got out to a resounding lead and the, uh, the, the Rams got a field goal at the end of the half. And then pretty much after that, it was just bully ball. Just give it to Gore and let Gore hold on to that thing and not let go.
1: Yeah. And they only had for as strong as that defensive front is for the Rams. They only had. A total of three QB hits and only two sacks. So five pressures all day, which isn't awesome. The Jets, on the other hand, had eight and three. So they had a, a 11 times they got to goff. Goff didn't look comfortable. Um, no. I mean, he, he was 22 or 34 for 209 yards, but there was no deep ball. Nobody really looked comfortable. And even like with all they did run, you know, almost 20 times and still barely broke over a hundred yards. So it was just. It was just a bad game by the Rams. Uh, did some research, though, uh, and the Rams still have, even if they lose out, still have about a 90% chance to make the playoffs. Um, so even, or excuse me, with this loss, they still have a 90% chance to make the playoffs as long mm-hmm. as they don't lose out. So I think oh. they'll get into the playoffs, and I think they'll be all right. Um, this is huge news for the Jets, though,
0: because with the Jacksonville... Oh, before you before you get to the, 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 the outlook of it, I was just going to say that... Um, and I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh, the turnover margin. Yeah. The the Jets held on to the ball. They never turned it over. That was the that's literally the difference in this game. Absolutely. Um the Jets got a block punt early on that added to points, and they got an interception that added to points. And just like like you said uh, weeks ago, uh, three plays. That's two of your three plays right there. It's yep. three plays.
1: What do you e- think? I want to get your opinion on this because everybody knows the Jacks own the tiebreaker, so now they have the number one pick because the Jets won. But the but, what do you think about the Sam Darnold situation? I'm because we talked about this last week and how infuriated I got with these guys going in the top ten or in the top in the first round. Even some of these guys who are touted to be franchise-style quarterbacks who just go to a bad situation, they have to trade him, right? They
0: have to. Have to trade him, uh, that's uh, quite the assertion. Um, if they're trading him, they have to staple a pick to him because he hasn't shown or proven anything that will make somebody give up assets for him. Is so that okay? Have that's where to, you're at. That's what I think, at least. Yeah. Um, I figured a team like the Patriots or something
1: could give up a third or a fourth rounder for him, take a flyer because they don't have anything in the pipeline.
0: I was say they could give a third or a fourth but then they better be getting back a fifth or a sixth. Yeah, along with him I just
1: it's so shitty that he got stuck in this situation and ever since he had that press conference where he was like I was just seeing ghosts out there his career's it's like well, alright it's the over press man.
0: conference remember that was like a Monday night football audio was picked up on the sideline oh was it okay I, yeah. he, I, <laughs> I, I
1: heard it so much after that I thought he had said it somewhere no
0: that Damn. was just Monday, Monday night crew just selling him out well what, yeah and
1: With the with the end of the season nearing, we're going to get into some more talk with some of these games about players that look like they're going to have to be traded out.
0: That's a tease.
1: That's a tease.
0: All right, that's enough for that game. Um, We had a battle of two bad quarterbacks. One looked worse than the other. One got pressured a lot more than the other. We're talking about Chi-Town, Minneapolis. This had a lot of playoff implications on it, Brett. And if Chicago Chicago winning this game, if they were, it puts them at 500. And Minnesota is now looking a little less shiny as we were touting them weeks ago.
1: I mean, Dalvin Cook still had a great game, but this, this whole game is about Mitchell Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky is now the future in Chicago. Anyone who doubted him is out of it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but with the whole uh, Foles versus Trubisky thing, like I mean, they didn't re up his fifth year option, so we're gonna see what's gonna happen. But that's true. It's um, I mean, Kirk Cousins is the senator, man. It's Kirk Cousins. What can you say about him? But Dalvin Cook had another great game statistically. You know, a touchdown, 132 yards on the ground, averaging almost six yards a carry, which is insanity. Insane. But It's just Justin Jefferson was uh, picked up. I saw this on Twitter to where one of the Kirk's balls was overthrown. And he said something like, just throw the
0: fucking ball, Kirk. (laughs) So, yeah, I I also saw that he got in his face.
1: Yeah, this is something Kirk Cousins is used to. I mean, obviously, that's why Stefan Diggs isn't there anymore. Uh Um, So we're going to see what happens. Adam Thielen only had two receptions on three targets. You can't. That's one of your best receivers as far as possessions. You can't win games like that, even if Dalvin Cook's running people over. What did you think? Because I I honestly thought this was going to this put Chicago in a bad way because now it's kind of like, what are we doing with Mitch? Like
0: what... uh, Teams need to be more ruthless. Uh, Mitch is obviously not the answer. Go draft somebody else. And yeah, okay. We agree on that, was that for a key sure. It moving. Um, because I think this game, even though Mitch did what Mitch did as a good job was not get hit. Mitch is far more athletic than Nick Foles. I believe the disparity in QB hits was somewhat something like 9 to 2, 12 to 2. 12 to 2, I was close. Uh yeah, Chicago's known for their defense and they sacks. got
1: yeah, they got to the quarterback. They had 12. Chicago overall had 12 hits and 3 sacks whereas yeah. Minnesota looked like they were impotent when it came to rushing the passer they couldn't get to him he was sitting plays outside the
0: box um and the difference was David Montgomery came to play 32 carries a buck 46 on the ground two TDs he looked like a man possessed and that's something Chicago has been waiting to see from him for for, for, I don't want to say centuries because that's way too hyperbole but from him they've been waiting to see that all season long uh he got hurt early and then Tariq Cohen got hurt. And since he came back, they've been trying to get him going. And it hasn't looked as good as it did yesterday. And he popped off the screen. And that's saying a lot because on the other side was the guy we love, Dalvin Cook. Yeah, I love him only that he's in the NFL now, I'm not when he's at FSU because I hated him.
1: Yeah. Hated him. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I really
1: wanted us to get Dalvin Cook, but we're fine with James Robinson. But um. Yeah, it was this was a tale of it's weird cuz when you look at the score it doesn't you don't think like oh this was a defensive battle but like you said when you when you compare some of the pressures and things like that you're like oh no this was this was a pretty defensive game. I mean, Chicago's got some players on defense. I mean, we all know it that's what they're known for, but you yeah. know, they they've revived Robert Quinn's career. You know, they've got a Keem Hicks. I, was Josh there, Woods. Hicks. I yeah. think he had
0: like five QB hits by himself. He was yeah, in he had there. three. Goddamn. Yeah. He,
1: he, he went to work and then obviously, you know, Khalil Mack is the centerpiece of that Mack. defense, <laughs> which, you know, his, his stats don't jump off the, the, the page on this game, but it's the same thing with Aaron Donald. Like when you're, when you're using that much resource on offense to stop yeah. him, everyone else is going to play well. I mean, yeah, Shit, Robert Quinn had three pressures on the quarterback, and he hasn't yeah. been good since he played for the Colts.
0: <laughs> that's that Robert
1: Quinn. Yeah, I'm almost positive. Oh my god! Yeah, that's why I said revive his career.
0: I don't know why I was thinking of because uh, th- don't they have somebody that came over from yeah 2011? No, I'm saying they have somebody that came over from the Rams too, don't they? Came over from who? The Rams. Um, I think God it's Robert it. Quinn, isn't it? Was Robert Quinn one of the? Oh snap! He was with the
1: Colts, That's and then he right. was with the Rams, oh, man. and then yeah, yeah, because yeah, Quinn was there when it was um, when they took the um, God Fowler from Jacksonville. Wow. It was him and Quinn.
0: Wait, what's the team you kept saying? The Colts. He wasn't on the Colts. See, there's a different Colts Quinn. That's why I'm like, no, that can't be that Quinn. That Quinn has to be like 80 now. <laughs> yeah, that's not the same guy? Are <laughs> no, you sure that's not the same guy? No, this is the Robert Quinn that played on the line with Chris uh, with Chris Long in St. Louis. Oh, okay. You're thinking of so I will, I'll figure it out later and tweet it out. But you're thinking yeah. of a different Quinn. Okay. I was going to say, that guy had to come in the league at like 05.
1: <laughs> well, this Robert Quinn's not much better. He came in the league in two thousand eleven.
0: So yeah, I mean, it's a six-year difference. A little younger.
1: <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of six-year difference, I'm going to talk about that later in my
0: walk-off. Well, I don't know what that means, but it's time for one more round. I <laughs> didn't no bell. One more round. All right, Brennan, give us the first game.
1: All right, first game in one more round is going to be Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming back against Atlanta, facing a seven, down by 17 points, facing an 0-17 deficit, grinding it out, coming back, making plays. No, Tom Brady leading a second-half <laughs> charge uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Big story here, probably biggest story of the day, Antonio Brown catching a 50-yard bomb from mm. the great one Tom Brady. Um, it was overall a great game. Uh, Atlanta Falcons, we all know, are choking dogs. Choking um, dogs. Yeah. I mean, Tampa put up 21 points in the third quarter. You know, in a way, uh, it looked like the Falcons didn't look like they were going to do very much anything after the half. Um, the big thing, though, was the defense for Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, uh, this whole year has been more of a second half team, unless they're just getting blowed out by the Saints. Blowed out. But, um, the defense did not play well and in the first except for Brady
0: half. doesn't know what down it is.
1: Yeah, that too. But the defense did not play well in, in the first half at all. So it was really awesome to see. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I love games like this because I remember checking the score and being like, oh, this game's over. It's 17-0. You know, as a fan of the team, I'm a fan of a lot of times once it's 10-0. You're like, oh, this game's over. I'm going to change it. But uh, to see these teams come back and to see Tom Brady kind of engineer that offense – um, I think they're peaking at the right time, and we've talked about Tampa Bay's defense all year long. So i I just thought this was a great game, and I feel bad for Atlanta. Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, those that core that's there. Well, I don't if Julio know Julio can never make his way to the field, but I thank know. you for
0: not because uh, Calvin Ridley helped my fantasy team get to the uh, championship. I was going to say
1: every year I played fantasy, I always took Julio Jones in the second round, and oh, those injuries crushed me yep. every nah. year.
0: And I but, would always take Roddy White, Calvin Ridley. Cause I know they gonna pick up slack <laughs> And then um, just wanted to say
1: uh, Real quick uh, Last thing Todd Gurley Looked like a child In Ooh. pass pro Going against uh, Devin White Devin White lit him up In pass mm-hmm. protection so maybe he's gotta Get those arthritic knees checked out Cause Devin White made him look like an old man
0: Alright One more round Greg <laughs> One more road. All right, so Seattle went to the District of Columbia because it's gonna be very. This is this is a very confusing game because Washington is playing Washington, um, even though it's Seattle, obviously. Um, but yeah, they went there and they trounced the football team. That is a joke, folks. They played a tight game. I was gonna say <laughs> they played a twenty to fifteen game. Um, I don't know what happened to Rush. He was cooking early on. Uh since then he's been getting bad reviews at his restaurant, uh 18 27 <laughs> only a buck 21 in the air. Uh, Did you see Dwayne Haskins' numbers? Ground. Holy shit. Dwayne Haskins threw the ball 55 times, 38 completions, one touchdown, two picks for 295. That is a porous work rate. How, you know, those yeah, ball 55 how, times and you only get less than 300 yards. Yeah, that that's insane. Insane. But Man, I don't. I've been saying it. I've said it. I've been saying it all season, but I've been saying it of late. That front four, as an Eagle fan, I am scared of the Washington Football Team's front four going forward. Between Sweat, Young, uh, they got a couple other guys on that front line, and they all look good. And they made Russell's job hell yesterday. They didn't get a lot of hits, but there was a lot of pressure, a lot of time spent in the backfield just making them antsy, making them get rid of the ball, a lot of bad passes, a lot of bad throws. Um, But at the end of the day, as we said, Dwayne Haskin and that uh, Washington offense couldn't really do anything, and they had many a chances. They were given many a chances late in the game to eventually pull it off, and they could not. One more round. One more round. All right, I'm going to take this one. Incredibly disturbed. It's even on the rundown.
1: Baltimore, Jacksonville is what I'm talking about, folks. Duval, Baltimore came into um, Jacksonville and trounced by Jacksonville Jaguars. It was ugly. Uh, Something you'd never want to see. My man, Gardner Minshew, got the start. and didn't, I mean, couldn't really make much happen. I mean, he's 22 of 29. So on paper, two touchdowns, it looks great. Problem is Lamar Jackson put on a show. Clinic. Yeah. 17 to 22 for 243 yards, three touchdowns, only one pick. Oh, not to mention 10 carries for 35 yards as well. So, and a touchdown <laughs> on the ground. So this was a Lamar Jackson clinic. My man, James Robinson could not get it going. Uh, everyone knows most of the Baltimore defensive line is made up of Jackson, former Jacksonville Jaguars. So they came to play yeah, uh, a... did not.
0: I didn't think about that. That was, a, that was a bit of a revenge game.
1: Yeah, it was definitely a, a revenge game. The <laughs> mayor and Yannick. Yannick. Yeah. And so uh, I don't know. It was definitely one. of It was not fun to watch, not easy to watch, but good news, bad news, kind of a thing. Well, I don't think any team in the NFL would actually um, go out of their way to try to tank more on that in the walk-off. I am Secondies. happy as a fan.
0: Thirties.
1: Yeah, I am happy as a fan, though, just because we are now going to get we are now uh, 75% chance to have the number one pick of Trevor Lawrence. But if we do not fix our offensive line, it's not going to fucking matter. God damn it.
0: That's why you have all those picks, Brennan, that you told me. about. Six in the top three, baby. Hey, uh, top three rounds, not top three. picks. Yeah, that would be. one. <laughs> that was very good. One more round. One more round. Ah, folks, the next game we're going to talk about is my Philadelphia Eagles versus Brennan's Arizona Cardinals and his favorite quarterback in the I league, hate Kyler. The <laughs> um, so I mean, this has been a bit of a running theme. We're trying to figure out how I feel about the quarterback situation in oh. Philadelphia. Uh, Jalen Hurts had a heck of a game, uh, impressed me a lot. Um, Could have hit on every pass, obviously, uh, was just above 50%, but with the passes he made, he looked accurate. He was able to push the ball downfield, something once couldn't do. It felt like all year long. Had three touchdowns, no interceptions. Took six sacks, though. Got to be able to move. Out, have more pocket awareness, but uh, running on the ground looked good. Fumbled the ball three times. Never want to see the ball hit the ground. I'm trying to go through this as fast as I can. Colin Murray had 400 yards to the air. One pick. It really helps when you have DeAndre Hopkins. He makes your life a whole lot easier. Um, Brett, is there anything you wanted to say on this? Yeah, this is
1: actually something I wanted to bring up. Um, This is kind of a quick hit merge with a one more round, but... I did a little bit more digging um, into the salary cap implications of Carson Wentz's deal. And there's mm-hmm. been uh, rumored sources saying that he does not want to sit on the bench, that he wants out yep. if he's not going to start. Yep. It's not a quote. It's just rumored sources uh, um, source reporting is not that. not a quote. Um, but- So looking into it after July 1st and he gets his bonus next year, you'll have to come out of pocket about $30 million. But then that contract is not nearly as untradeable as we, as I had first thought. Remember we're talking about it like two weeks ago. Uh, I thought it was 70 million. It's only 40 million. So in your mind, as a Philadelphia Eagles fan, someone who watches this team, it seems like the team plays better with Jalen. Um, then that's obviously a small sample size, but without Carson Wentz in the lineup, they're 11 and four. In the past few years, so
0: I think that's a bit of a misnomer as well because we also got to take account when he was in the lineup because the record isn't as bad as one may think. They were nine okay. and seven last year. They were eleven and two before he got hurt. This year is probably going to bring it down to about even. But this year has been a bit of a chaos as so far as uh, you want to. Keep, as an Eagles fan, you, you're you're riding no, with Carson Wentz. No, 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 no! Oh, I didn't right, <laughs> say all that. I didn't right, say all that. <laughs> I um, thought that's where you were going. Look, my I've been uh steadfast in my appraisal of this situation. Um if he doesn't want to sit on the bench, uh Jalen finishes out this year, you have a quarterback competition at the start of next year, and if he loses, you trade him.
1: Okay. Okay. That's it. I got you. Yeah.
0: I say like, get him out, go grab some picks for the following year that'll help Jalen. Go get some offensive linemen because our entire offensive line is pretty much old as heck. Yeah. Um. I don't know how many more seasons we're getting out of Lane. Kelsey's been talking about retiring for the past two, three years. Um, Brandon Brooks hopefully come back healthy, and um, Dillard will come back healthy. And uh, but yeah, we got to get more depth on the line because that's how we won the championship a couple of years ago. Absolutely, hundred percent so, agree. All yeah. right. I just wanted but your take on that. The thing I really wanted to get to this game was. Greg, do you know who was calling this game? Was it the great? I keep yes, it was. Play the first clip. We got a fun one here today in Glendale. Yes, we do. Yes, we do, Brandon. Uh, like you said, two great quarterbacks, man. You look at these guys' numbers in Oklahoma, and they're almost identical. These are two super similar quarterbacks, man. Uh they both, they both great at creating with their legs, whether it's a design run or if it's a scramble. You know what I'm saying? So they even had the same birthday. They even had the same birthday, man. So super similar quarterbacks, man. I think whatever guy creates with his legs the best, he'll come out with that dub today. They're going to come out with a W today, and the guy who created most with their legs was actually Jalen Hurts. He had 11 carries for 63 yards, uh, but Kyler dominated through the air. So, I mean, you, you can't foresee 400 yards through the air. So but, I mean, yeah. Akeem was right. Uh, what else is Khalid to the—oh, gosh. Akeem, Akeem don't worry. I got it, Joe. You know what was trying to say? He was, he was punching at the football. He was trying to, we're trying to tell the rest he was punching at the football, but— if, the rest, they they are not interested in what you were trying to do, Brandon. They're just gonna call it how they see it. The refs are gonna call it how they see it. The keep knows this better than anybody. Whatever happens on the field, the rest are gonna call it how they see it. You punching for the ball, yeah, you can make a case for it, but it looked like you was man, doing a little extra little do doing a little extra work in there. Well, what else did keep had to say about this game, Greg? I just don't see how can you trade a guy like Hopkins? Like, are you questioning Bill O'Brien's decision? <laughs> Everybody is questioning Bill O'Brien's decision. <laughs> Even his owner is. That's why his Bill O'Brien is now fired. And <laughs> how do you make that decision? I don't know how. I don't know how he made that. Keep. Uh, that's why his ass is fired. I know you wanted to say it, but you were on live on air on Fox. Um, that's why his ass is fired for sure. Uh, why the hell you trade DeAndre Hopkins? Um, because DeAndre Hopkins yesterday had eleven targets, nine catches, a buck sixty nine, and a touchdown. Had a fumble, but I'm gonna take the mother stats with it. I don't give a damn. But that's it for one more round and our NFL portion. Uh, a lot of other crazy things did happen. I like how you didn't have uh, King Henry in the rundown. Shout nope. out to him. Uh, help me secure my fantasy win. Um, also, Monday Night Football Steelers lost to the Bengals. Um, yeah, so that's interesting. Uh, they're frauds. We've been saying it for weeks. Um Well, what else? Tua. Tua got a dub over... Tua did what Justin Herbert couldn't do. He got a win over a Bill Belichick-led team. Um, It's a rough win, but he got the win. I think that's all for the NFL, right? Yep. Let's move on. Moving
1: on. I thought you were just going to start, Brennan. Oh, no. (laughs) You're driving the shit today, man.
0: Sorry. Uh, this is the part where Brennan talks about college football, and I don't because I'm not watching, but you'll hear me shortly.
1: All right. So we uh, had a lot of bowl, or bowl games. Bowl games are coming up. Bowl games have already bowl started games. this week. Bowl games are we, here. <laughs> we had uh, championship games this past week. So just want to run down real quick. Pac-12, Oregon beat uh, ranked USC 31-24. to 24. Sadly, FAU first time in like two or three years, we were not in the Conference USA championship game. But UAB did beat Marshall, uh, put it on him, too. And Marshall was looking good at the beginning of the year. Nothing really out of the ordinary when it came to a lot of these games. Uh, The biggest one is the SEC championship game where Alabama uh, was putting it on Florida. And then Florida actually came back towards the end. That looks like a basketball score almost 51, or excuse me, 52 to 46. And Clemson beat up on Notre Dame with Trevor Lawrence back in the lineup, 34 to 10. And now your top four are going up. Oh, I'll let Joe get to that. Never mind. Uh, the Northwestern game, um, the Big Ten championship, Northwestern Ohio State, it was really upsetting because Northwestern was leading this game into the half and it was one of those things where I was like, here we go. Here we go. They're going to fuck it all up for everybody. I was for chaos. I so wanted chaos. And then it's just so shitty because then Ohio State does what Ohio State does. And they end up winning the game, even though Justin Fields does not look very good in this game. I keep telling everybody. I believe you won the argument with my buddy, by the way. This game kind of cemented that. Thank you. Thank you very much. I tell everybody every year that all these prospects that come out in the first round, not all of them are going to be great. And I do not trust Ohio State quarterbacks. And it was proven, um but Ohio State ended up coming back and winning so those those are all your big games um last one uh dr Pepper, big twelve championship, the soonest beating up on Iowa state, and Grand I don't know sooners. if anybody's. I don't know if anybody saw this, but uh, Cincinnati did beat Tulsa to remain undefeated on the season. They're now nine and zero, oh, but will not even. You know sniff what's sad though? Tulsa
0: Carolina couldn't play their yeah, uh, I saw championship game
1: because of COVID. Yeah, that was pretty shitty. But what? they're now not even gonna get a New Year's game now.
0: Four. Who's in and who's out? This is going by the AP Top Twenty Four. Um, who is in? There's only one team in. There's only one team out. The Oregon Ducks find their way in after I think they won the Pac-12, did they not? With a win. Thank you for listening the, to the show. Yes, USC. Oregon beat USC uh, 31 to 24. Sorry, I don't listen to you. Um, and <laughs> Buffalo is out. Buffalo Trace, proud sponsor of Greg's liquor cabinet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, who's up? Who's down? It doesn't really matter. Let's get to it. The top four. The top, top four, four is very upsetting and unsettling. It's chalk uh,
1: and it's fucking garbage. It is garbage.
0: so chalk. I'm pretty sure it's the pre. I Actually, I'm not pretty sure. I looked it up. It's the preseason ranking as one, two, three goes. And whenever they're going to try whenever they can fit Notre Dame in, they're going to, even though Notre Dame got their ass trounced when they ch- saw Trevor Lawrence and they beat, let's not forget, they beat a unproven freshman quarterback, DJ lay Got it right this time. Boom. And it was only his second start. And it was a 44-41 to 41 game in double OT. So, uh, eh, Notre Dame, not that good. Um, I'm not going to make a case for Texas A&M. Um, but, yeah, this is all chalk. This is all upsetting. Uh, Notre Dame, only fell down two sides, I don't know how the hell Ohio State's in there after having a close game with Northwestern. Uh, at half, the whole committee should have said, you know what, I don't care what happens in the second half. They cannot come. Um, shout out to the person I can't like because he's a jackass. But he's funny, Dabo Swinney, because in his (laughs) personal (laughs) ranking, uh, the coaches coaches poll, he put Ohio State 11. That's Um, hilarious. Which is great. I don't know how the hell Iowa State was even a top team to fall four spots. Because they had two losses going into that and they're still ranked over Coastal Carolina, which is infuriating.
1: Yeah. And Coastal Um, Carolina loses out just real quick. Coastal Carolina will lose out on a probably will lose out on a a New Year's Day Bowl because they did not get to play their championship game. So they are not undisputed conference champions. So they probably will not get the uh, premier bowl game.
0: And there's a lot of teams already backing out of bowls. I believe uh, I saw the one I saw recently was Tennessee has already backed out of their bowl game because of COVID issues. So the, the crazy thing is we're in the season just ended this weekend, but we're also into bowl season now because this is usually when the season is ending. The yeah. season usually ends like two weeks prior. Yeah. Normally you
1: get two weeks, at least when I played in my bowl games. That's what we yeah. had.
0: So I don't even know when
1: the Heisman ceremony is. That's gonna be online. Did you know that? They're gonna do that. I figured that, that but digital. I don't even
0: know when it is.
1: Oh, the bowl ga- the schedule's already out. Fuck, man. Coastal Carolina did get fucked in the in a big bowl game. They're gonna play in the camping world uh bowl in Orlando. <laughs> well, at least
0: they get tents.
1: Oh, that's so disappointing. There's three unbeaten teams that are getting
0: house. Okay, so let's 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 go through some of these. Let's pick out some names because so we got a lot of time because I didn't do a lot here. Uh, the Myrtle Beach Bowl, which played today at 2.30 Eastern, like I said earlier. Appalachian <laughs> State versus North Texas. Appalachian State whooped their ass 56 to 28. Um, do you, is there any ones you want to point out? We got the Roof Claim, Boca Raton UCF versus BYU. That's hilarious. Oh, your RL <laughs> Carrier Bowl, Louisiana Tech versus is Georgia Southern.
1: Yeah, we're playing, FAU is going to be playing against Memphis. You
0: play in Memphis like you did a couple <laughs> years ago at the RF? couple,
1: about 10 years ago, but yeah, playing <laughs> in Memphis. <laughs> um, uh, they're not playing in, the, they're playing in uh, Alabama though at the uh, Cranton? Cranton Bowl? I don't even know what that is. Never heard of Scranton? that. But, uh,
0: it's Cran- the B- Bowl. Oh, the Crampton Bowl. Crampton That's Bowl. The name of the stadium. Um. Who else is here? South Carolina. How many wins does South Carolina have on the season? Two, two wins, and they're in a bowl game. Wow, that's uh, in Tampa, Florida, against UAB. Sorry, tax dollars at work, there, folks. Um, is that LSU or is that Louisiana? Not Lafayette anymore. Louisiana. Okay. Um. Oklahoma State versus Miami in the Cheez It Bowl. Uh, get your Cheez Its ready, folks big one is going to be the uh Florida Oklahoma game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got Florida Oklahoma in the Cotton Bowl which is a Cotton Bowl, but a burber. Um <laughs> Uh for uh, New Year's Day bowls, Chick-fil-A Bowl, Cincinnati versus Georgia. I hope Cincinnati wins. Auburn versus Northwestern. I hope Northwestern wins. Um How is Auburn? No, look, we don't ask questions anymore, man. Oregon versus Iowa State in the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. I missed when that was Tostitos. Uh, And that's all I care about. Um, There was one thing I did want to say. Oh, how did you feel about uh, moving the Rose Bowl? Greg, do you have anything to say about that? The Rose Bowl getting moved to Texas? Good for Texas, bad for the Rose Bowl. Yeah. I mean, I uh, think about the Rose Bowl as a the stadium they played in, and it won't be in. It, so. Yeah, the Coliseum is such an iconic place, uh, iconic venue, especially for that game, and they do the little parade thing. So it's kind of upsetting. But all right, that's enough of uh, slave labor talk. Um, it's time for the NBA preview. I would, wah, play the, wah, 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 wah. I would play the John Tess NBC music here, but I'm pretty sure he'd probably sue us. <laughs> um just Big think, fan of the pod. Big in, fan sing, of the pod. Sing it in your head, folks. But huge fan of the pod. Huge fan. number one listener. Um, so me and Brandon wanted to do a preview, but we wanted to do it our way. So we're gonna do some preseason awards. Brandon, you want to cue the first one up because well, that's yours.
1: Yeah. First one is the Matt Barnes Don't Fuck With Him Award.
0: Ooh, hard F.
1: Sorry. Uh, This award is going to go to the player that it's in the title. You do not fuck with. It's named after Matt
0: Barnes. Joe, I'm very interested who you put here. I think you know who I put here. Uh, I think I know who you put there, and I'm not fucking with him anymore. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, But I put James Johnson. I don't know if you know about James Johnson. He's now on Dallas. He could have been nominated for another award I have on here, but I gave him this award instead. uh, James Johnson is from a family of black belts and he is a undefeated UFC fighter actually martial arts fighter so I believe he's a 7th degree black belt so do not fuck with James Johnson who do you have here brother? You already know who I got Buckets Jimmy Buckets Jimmy
1: Butler you do not fuck with Jimmy Butler his heat are coming you don't mess with that man it's a wrap Jimmy Buckets
0: (laughs) Yeah. All right. Um. So we're gonna jump to one of mine's. So one of my awards I put is the Jay Will Award, it's for, <laughs> named for Jason Williams, aka White Chocolate. This goes to the coolest white boy, aka the Basketball Exchange Program, um, because you know sometimes when you play basketball, you sound to sound, you start to sound like people who play basketball, um. So who do you have nominated for this award, Brennan? I actually went the other way. Um, Whoa. Kind of kind of weird,
1: but coolest white boy slash basketball exchange program. I'm really hoping that they could put a little flavor into this guy's life. Because when you're coming over from Eastern Europe, you don't have a whole lot of flavor. Oh. My man, Luka Doncic out of Dallas.
0: Oh, Luka.
1: Yeah, my man, I'm Luka serious? Doncic. I have down as the coolest white boy just because he's so young. He's so good. Wow. going to be. An all-star many years to come. He's probably going to be an MVP a couple of times, but I hope that he can kind of assimilate into this culture a little bit, kind of get I some gotta more swag. Say,
0: I got to say, I'm a little stunned. Look, Luca, Luca, if we go back to his draft day pictures, he looked to have some swag and he's hanging out with um with my guy, uh, Chris Stops, who, if you ever hear Chris Stops talk, you are confused when you hear Christophe. <laughs> That's what I'm talking um, about. That's why we got to get I got to give it to Luca. He's definitely in the exchange program. I thought the obvious choice was going to be Tyler Hero from you. I so thought, yeah. I went with a reserve. I went with somebody just drafted. See if this kid could get molded. Uh, look out for Peyton Pritchard drafted okay. by the Boston Celtics. Now it's a little weird because a white guy drafted the Celtics. Usually they like him a certain way. But <laughs> I looked at this kid. Uh, he has a little swag. He has a little flair to his game. So I want to see what he has for me this year. Brett and beautiful. The one. All right. Next one we've got is the Dwight Howard. Don't call it a comeback award.
1: Now you might think this is an award for a comeback player based on the LL cool J song. Don't call it a comeback, but it's not literally do not call it a comeback. This what? is for Dwight Howard. When he, everyone thought, Oh, he's on the Lakers. He got in better shape and he's going to, he's going to change, you know, he's going to help with that team. Dwight Howard didn't really do that much in the playoffs. So don't call it a comeback. My guy for this award is going to be the guy who just received a new contract from the Portland Trailblazers, Carmelo Anthony. Do not call it a comeback. My man can shoot, still spot up, shoot a little bit, but do not call it a comeback. He's not helping them. Who you got, Joe? Wow.
0: Um... So I'm going to go with this person. He also just signed a new contract. He's in a new place. Uh, his numbers are going to probably going to look good, but I don't think he's going to help the team much. I'm going to say Gordon Hayward don't okay. call the comeback. He's going to have his usage rate going to go up. He's going to have a lot of time to shoot. He's going to have a lot of uh, a lot of time with the ball in his hand, but I don't think he's going to be a difference to make it the same way he was in Utah before his calamity injury that happened in Boston. Beautiful. So, the next award it's not the same thing, folks. Sounds a little similar, but it is the where are they now award? This is for a person you thought disappeared and now they have reemerged somewhere new or somewhere old. Brennan, you want me to go who first? Do you, who do you have here? We've only been doing the person who teased it, sends it to the other person for. Um,
1: <laughs> this is going to be a shock to everybody. Oh. But my Where Are They Now Award is going to go to the one and only creator of Lynn Sanity, oh. Jeremy Lynn, in Golden
0: nope. State. Well, you're going to have to update that because he's not in Golden State right now. When did that happen? He, there's like a paperwork issue with the Chinese Basketball Association. So he's still a bit in limbo. He's going to be in Golden State. I mean, hey, I mean, when he emerges, then he's the where are they now? award. Yeah, because
1: I honestly think he's going to be great in that situation with uh, Steph. Don't um, just and say Jamer great and, like that. I think he's going to be very good in that situation. <laughs> I think he can shoot. I think he can facilitate. I think
0: he's going to be all right. And that's going to be a where are they now? Joe, who you got? I think that would be good. Now, I tried to give this award to two people, but they both got cut. <laughs> I was trying to figure out where the hell Marcus Mike uh, Michael Kidd Gilchrist was, who was a second overall pick by uh the the the, the, the Bobcats at the time. Now they're back to the Hornets. He had yeah, got traded to Dallas. He was in New York, but he got cut today by the Knicks in their final cuts. And then I was looking for uh, a lot of people call him Frank the Take. I call him Frank Comiskey, who played for Wisconsin. And he also was in Charlotte. Charlotte, not the greatest place to go, apparently. But he was in Sacramento, and he got cut today. So you know who I went with? I went with the Dap Master himself. You might not even know who his name. Um, But Kent Bazemore, who started his career in Golden State. He got Curry to sign with uh, Under Armour. Then he left Golden State in in search for greener pastures to become a better player, lift his profile up. Didn't do that everywhere he went. Pretty much terrible. Pretty much a role player. Back of the bench type of guy. You know where he is now? Where? He's back in Golden State. He made his way all the way back. Full circle. Full circle, baby. Has reemerged. Didn't think he was in the league. But Brennan... I the next have award, one
1: more award. The, the my last award that we're going to is the Fred Van Vliet Where the hell did this guy come from? Award, <laughs> and everybody knows the story. A couple of years ago in Toronto, everyone said when Fred Van VanVleet was on fire, everyone said, "Where the hell did this guy come from?" Came okay, so, from
0: Wichita State. Who is your winner of Where the hell did this guy come from? Award. My winner for Where the hell did this guy come from? Is uh, he's on a team that you mentioned earlier. But he's not the guy you're thinking of. Get Gary Trent Jr. Okay. Out of Portland Blazers. Uh, I cannot tell you where he went to school or anything. because I didn't jot that down. But he was a bit of a bit of an under the radar guy. Actually, I think he went to Duke. Yes, he went to Duke. Um, he went to Duke, got drafted by Portland. has been a bit of under the radar. But when they got to the bubble, Brennan, he started going the bleep off and he had one of the best three point percentages in the bubble. And I think he's going to carry that into the season and everybody's going to be like, wait, the Portland has a great point guard starting a great shooting guard starting. And they got bench def. Oh shit.
1: I completely agree with you. That's a great pick. My pick is going to be a little out of left field. Um, left field. Because I don't think anybody sees it coming, but Cole Shaggy Anthony, Cole Anthony, number 15 overall pick for the Orlando magic has been playing very well in this preseason. I think he's going to make some noise and I think people are going to be saying, where the hell did this guy come from?
0: I don't know if they're going to ask that because it means that's Greg Anthony went to UNC, but he did get hurt and missed most of the season. Yeah. I was going so, to say he didn't play really at all. Yeah, that's why he dropped say- all the way down to 15. I mean, he played one, but then he got hurt. But uh, no, that, that that definitely qualifies for him. where the hell did this guy come from? It's going to be like, how do we all miss on him? Um, I could have won with my home team, too. I could have won with RJ Hampton. But I didn't do that. Want to my life. <laughs> so the last award is aptly named the David Blatt Award. I love now, that you named it that. A couple years ago, when LeBron was back in Cleveland, Blatt, was hired before LeBron got there. He he coached the first year, got fired after, uh, coached the first year, got to the championship, got so- fired in the second year, and they went and traded up for Ty Lou. and Ty Lou led them to the championship. Now, Brennan, who do you think the first coach fired will be this season? After some of the offseason moves that
1: have been made, my Blatt Award is going to go to Scotty Brooks, Washington oh! Wizards. You want to know where my award went to? Scotty Brooks.
0: Scotty Brooks out of Washington. Too much pressure, man. They've got too Too many expectations now with Russell. They got Beal. If it starts off shaky, you've been here for far too long. The only reason we hired you originally was to hope that Durant would come here because it's his hometown. You coached him in OKC and you didn't get him here. He didn't even take a meeting with us. He went to Golden State. And now you got Russ who you've coached once if you can't do it well get the fuck out of the kitchen buddy I'm glad we lined up on that one Yeah, I, I was like hmm I was looking at all the uh, potential candidates and I was like hmm this is my guy I was like who would Brandon go with? I don't know who else could get fired <laughs>
1: yeah it was my whole thing is the Russ Beal thing like they on paper that team I've been saying it since, you know, to to sneak
0: its way into the play. Yeah, it
1: should. They should definitely be. There should definitely be more fun and should definitely be a playoff team, um, even if it's an eight seed. So if they don't, if they start off rocky, like how the Houston uh, Rockets started out this past season there, he's out. He's going to be out. It's a good
0: point. That is a good point. All right, Greg, we are done previewing the NBA folks again. the NBA starts tonight. If you're listening to this on the podcast tomorrow, if you're watching this live on Twitch, Greg. Take us to the quick hits. You'll be surprised how quick it- and quick name hits. Quick hits. All right. So quick hits. First, I'm going to wax a little bit. We had a couple of big fights this weekend. Brennan, were you, were you aware? Yes. Uh, yeah. You guys
1: throw, blow it up in the discord. So I follow I mean, along.
0: Yeah. So Canelo and Triple G were hey, fighting good. Yeah, but. They were not fighting themselves. No, folks, it was not Triple G versus Canelo 3. That is not yet. Yet, I say, because Triple G at 38 fought. I'm not going to remember dude's name, but he gave dude the work. I believe he dropped them four times, Greg, if not five times. Uh, the referee eventually had to call it off in the corner at 38. He was just hitting him with old man strength, power, Still look clean, still look quick, still looked clean. He was giving him. giving it to him. Anything not to agree? yes, sir? Okay, and then on Saturday, we got triple Jesus Christ. We got Canelo Alvarez fighting against again, I can't remember the name, didn't write it down. Greg, do you remember who he was fighting? Oh man, uh Smith. Smith, yes, Callum Smith. Smith. No, yeah, Callum, Callum Smith, Liam's younger brother. Uh Canelo's pretty much what five eight. This dude was six three, brother. They were fighting at 168, I believe. Damn. And Canelo looked like the greatest evolution of a boxer I've ever seen. He never once backed down. He was walking forward the entire time shots to the body shots to the face, made the guy bleed. His pants was soaked in blood by the end yeah. of the fight. Uh, he, uh, Greg pointed it out to me. And, and then I saw the clip like two seconds later, he literally moved this guy's bicep, like behind itself. Oh, that's it was insane at the end of the fight, but I do have to give Callum Smith a ton of respect because any regular fucking motherfucker walks in there, they're dropping to the canvas at least six times in this fight. Because after watching the Triple G fight the night before where he had four to five knockdowns, I was like, this dude should have fallen at least three to four times minimum. But he never hit the canvas. He fought the whole way. At times, it looked like he was done. He had his hands down, but he would get him back up, throw enough punches to where the ref wouldn't call the fight or stop the fight. Just mad respect to him. But this, you know what this did make me do? This made me go back and watch, uh, skim through the one fight Canelo lost to Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. And as much as I hate Floyd, gosh, that guy is a really good fighter, man. Very because defensive boxer, yeah. it. It seemed like that fight is a turning point from Canelo because he then starts moving fast because Canelo was in there slipping punches, rolling off punches in a way that was unparalleled to anybody I'd seen since Floyd. And I think he took a lot of that Floyd tape and then implemented it in his game, but he kept that offensive pressure that he puts on people and he looks like the complete boxer at this point. It's insane.
1: Good. Good. Whew.
0: You know something that I noticed that was crazy it was the last few rounds, between mm. rounds, another was pacing. Yeah, uh, he was like the after stool. the ninth round, amazing. he just he Back didn't even before. sit on the stool anymore. He just started standing and like the ref was like, I can't, you can't go that far. Yeah, he was like, stay in your corner, man. He was like, I'm just ready to go, dog. Yeah, it was it was insane. That's intense. Um, so Brendan, uh, this happened like right after we recorded. I am so week. mad, man. <laughs> Giannis Antetokounmpo um, gets the Supermax to stay in Milwaukee five years. I believe two hundred and twenty eight million dollars. People don't hate. Just be great at what you do. Um, hate hey, us because they Do you do do you think this changes the perception of people, how they view players in small markets? No, not at all. Thank you.
1: I thank think you. that this thank is you. a very yeah, yeah,
0: yours is gonna be different from mine, but thank you. Go
1: yeah. On. Um, and full disclosure to everybody, uh, this was on the quick hits, but Joe and I did not talk about this. We just share similar uh ideas when it comes to a lot of things. But uh I think this is a singular event. I think Giannis grew up in Greece. Um he's not from the United States. He doesn't he doesn't have the same kind of wants and um there's a different I'm,
0: value system. Yeah,
1: exactly. I think that his idea is he likes Milwaukee. He likes playing in that market. He likes play, living in that city. And he's just great. You know, He's very grateful and humbled to be there. So I don't think this changes anything for small markets because I think this is a singular event. I don't think this will have any bearing on small so markets. That's where we're going to
0: differ. Because I do not think this is a singular event because we've already seen this event. James Harden signed a Supermax. Russell Westbrook signed a Supermax to stay in OKC. Uh, Steph signed a Supermax. We've seen these players. Yeah. Because once they implemented the Supermax, you know, LeBron moves on, Paul George moved on, Kawhi moved on. People were like, oh no, the Supermax doesn't even guarantee that a person is going to stay. But we've seen these players do this. The thing is, you can move around in the NBA. Even if you're tied yeah. to X amount of money. John Walls was signed to he a Supermax. He can Super come Max. in tomorrow and be like, I'm I demand say, a trade. All right, I got the trade. I got the money now. Now trade me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't change it because. That's a very it,
1: good point, too. It, the,
0: the, the flexibility in the contracts. And now you're going to get more and more people with these contracts. So we're going to see more and more, quote unquote, superstars traded. It, it, it still allows the flexibility. and You can get a haul for players like that. The same way Anthony Davis uh, yep. gave uh, New Orleans a haul when the Lakers came and got them. So it doesn't the Supermax doesn't change the fact that it's not. People aren't running from small markets. They're running to good teams. Yeah, exactly. Say, if he finds a place that is better suited for him to win and Budenholzer you're on the fucking clock. I was, dude, you, you, he he you was almost my coach. present You are. Oh my God. I didn't think I should have. The reason him. why he
1: wasn't though was because it was the David Blatt first coach fired and he's not going to get fired until they flame out in the playoffs. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's yeah, why that point. was my logic there. Good point. Good point. I think that was my logic too, because he's already said it's not championship or bust dude. Now you have a guy signed to the Supermax. You already made the move to go get Drew Holiday. You have Chris Middleton, who's now a uh, All Star. It's championship or bust. You got to go get a kid. You got to at least make it. Or if you don't make it, at the minimum, you out of here, man. Yeah, we got to get outta somebody here. here. You out of here?
1: Um, real quick, I just wanted to ask you, Joe. Did you watch any golf this past week? I didn't watch any golf, but I saw some clips of an impressive young man. Yeah, the eleven-year-old Charlie Woods, son of the great. Eldrick Tiger Woods played in the father-son competition and looked lights out. Had a nat- natural eagle. Insane.
0: Natural, on, natch eagle. Insane. On the green and two clip. and
1: then hit the uh, four foot putt. Uh, I just wanted to bring this up because I thought he looked great. I um, want to get your take on uh, what you heard about it.
0: The kid looked amazing. The kid, you can't help but see his dad for the fact that literally every mannerism he has yep, is his the dad. Swing, the way the he golf looks club, to yeah. when the ball is out, everything it looks like a carbon copy of his dad. I'm kinda happy and upset for the fact that his name's not Eldridge Jr., because yeah, that would be super that would dope. Be cool. But like LeBron said on one of his um the shops, uh once you give that kid that junior that puts even more immense pre- it's, it's already a lot of pressure being uh tiger woods son but if you're tiger woods jr it's like Ugh.
1: yeah <laughs> yeah i just that's the one thing i was gonna say is i hope that this isn't too much pressure for him but he looked great that swing looks beautiful and then just like you said the mannerism um mannerisms matching his dad is is hilarious
0: yeah as dominique Foxworth said on uh hq today uh his father has money. If he don't wanna golf, fine. If he do wanna golf, fine. He doesn't have any pressure on him. And that's what I think the difference is gonna be between him and his father. Yeah, well,
1: and there'll probably be another difference, but we're live on Twitch, so I'm not gonna make that joke.
0: Brandon was just talking about um that was also the <laughs> difference between LeBron and his son. Um, you also had one more question. You wanted to ask me what the difference between big bro and little bro. Yeah, Brennan? so
1: um <laughs> full disclosure to anyone listening, especially to those listening to the podcast. Um Joe, a lot of times, will uh, reference athletes and things like that as, oh, that's big bro. That's yeah, big Stephen bro. Yeah, Diggs
0: last week, big bro. Yeah.
1: yeah. And um, yeah. I feel like me and Joe are pretty close. Yeah, uh, yeah. I feel like we've grown closer over the months. And we were on Discord about something. I am much larger than you. And I said something like, like that's little bro. And then someone in the Discord said, yeah. He's big, bro. And you said, no, he's not. And then someone said, yeah, he, but he's, I think it was Greg. Our producer, L. Greg said, yeah, but he's big. And you go, yeah, but he's not, bro. I, I'm not going to lie. I kind of left the discord for a while. You might not have, you might have noticed that I was not here on Thursday or Friday. Very torn up about this. I did have shows going on as well, but I was.
0: Yeah, I figured that was the reason. I
1: know the the main reason was the bro situation. I, I wanted to get some. So. Clarity so, on this.
0: The difference between big bro, little bro. Uh, this is a little uh, too American situation. Um, big bro, you can't just have everybody be your big bro because then you're going to be little bro. You can't be little bro. I don't think of you as someone who is superior to me. I believe we're on the same level. Oh, okay. I thought it was yeah. just
1: a, a physical stature
0: thing. No, 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 no. It's not a physical stature. It's like, like Stefan Diggs, multi millionaires in the NBA. It's big, uh, NFL. NFL. Yeah. Big bro. Uh oh, Kid Cudi, Cudi. This makes so much more to. sense now because I
1: thought it was like no, we're not that close. Like, you're not there no, no, yet. No, no, and no, I no, was no, like, No, 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 no. I was heartbroken. I didn't show no. up on Thursday because
0: of it. <laughs> I noticed that. I was a little dismayed. But um, no, nah, you not well, know. I was homie. also you, in Georgia doing shows. But. I know. Uh, you the homie, always, forever. But big bro, little bro, that's okay. different. I'm glad little you cleared bro, that up. I, I was actually going to, because um, not to mention another podcast, but I listened to Joe Budden podcast and they were bringing it up too. I was like, I kind of want to send you it in the time code so you could understand why. I yeah, because be little bro. As soon as you were just like, no, I was like, oh, it wasn't no like that. I threw a Kyrie gif in there. I know, and then I didn't understand that because in the gif he's smiling, but he's shaking yeah, he's his head. No, we like nah, and that's why I was like, wait, yeah. Well, I'm glad we but got that resolved. We got that settled up. Brennan's my boy. It's my homie for life. Whatever. Let's go. Uh, walk off. Let's get it. God, settle down, everybody! Don't forget to follow us on Twitch at a new low pod on Twitch, Twitch.tv slash a new low pod. Uh, you can fit in, sit in the comments and chat with Scott, who's yelling at me now. Um, so I believe I went first last week. So yes, you me. did. Talk I to will us. be going first this How week. You've been teasing this whole show about tanking.
1: So, oh, Greg and Joe, shout out! Nope. My walk off this week is called Tank Crazy. I'm going to try and not do it as fast. Like I'm on methamphetamines. Here we go. Considering the recent win by the New York jets to the dismay of their fans. I was contemplating the idea of tanking in the NFL. I wholeheartedly believe that when it comes to coaches and players, tanking is an erroneous and laughable strategy. There are a few reasons why I feel this way from job security to drafting busts down to all the hard work and effort you put into being in the NFL. If you tank on the field, there is a high chance you will not have a job next year. This goes for players, coaches, and GMs. The average lifespan of the NFL career is about three and a half years. If you combine that with being on a historically bad team, it is quite clear many of those players will lose their jobs. When rebuilding a team, many new coaches slash GMs want to bring in their guys, players they have a connection to. But unless you have great stats on a bad team, you're most likely out. Of course, every team has its guys that it cannot lose, and the Jets and Jags this year are no exception. But for the majority of the bubble players, they will be gone. This also goes for coaches. The last two coaches to go 0-16 in the NFL were Hugh Jackson and Rod Marinelli. Marinelli did not even return to coordinator status until 2014, six years after going 0-16 as a head coach, and is merely an assistant and interim defensive coordinator for the Las Vegas Raiders currently. Hugh is a quote-unquote special assistant, whatever that means, to the head coach in Cincinnati, who's almost half his age. After the debacle that was Cleveland, he will most likely never return to head coaching status in the NFL. For the position above the head coach, the would-be masterminds behind tanking for a higher draft pick, the GMs. In both instances of the 0-16 seasons, they were fired before the season was even over. Next is the probability of getting a generational player in the draft. Once you have the pick as Jason Kelsey ranted about this past week, a high draft pick does not guarantee anything except the high pick. The NFL draft is chock full of boom and bust for every player at every position. In a podcast done by Ryan Rossillo, he broke down the first round quarterbacks in the past 20 years. And you know what his research showed us? That it is about a 50-50 chance in finding a serviceable quarterback over a non-starting NFL quarterback. This is not saying a 50-50 to be generational. It was 50-50 to be a serviceable starter. Also, the risk of injury is so high when you go to a bad team because they either need you to do too much or you do not have the pieces in place to protect you. Football is already a violent sport that leads to injury, but if you are now on the field 99% of the snaps at your position because you are the said savior, then the risk of injury goes up exponentially. So why would teams find it remotely okay to tank in a sport riddled with uncertainty, busts, and injury potential? does not make sense. Lastly, it comes down to pride. The players, coaches, and executives put in too much time and energy to want to lose. It is embarrassing to be the laughing stock of your profession. As a player, you would put your health at risk every time you strap up. Why would you then in turn want to lose? The idea that these gladiators, men amongst boys, Adonises, have even a hint of lose in them is hilarious. The team may be poorly constructed. They might be decimated by injuries, or they could just be flat out incompetence on the coaching and executive level. But to think any team that is in the NFL would choose to tank. That's just crazy.
0: Tank crazy. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Players don't take. Executives tank coaches don't tank because, like you said, Rob Marinelli and Hugh Jackson. Uh, I don't think Hugh Jackson's to ever gonna one. have
1: a head coaching job ever again.
0: Very rarely, very rare if ever. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> players don't tank because it's, I mean, honestly, we don't factor it in, but it's literally life and death out there. I mean, yeah. we saw what happened to Ryan Shay-Z. I was just about you to say, can ask Ryan. You cr- literally be crippled for the rest of your life. Like that kid, uh, there was a kid at Rutgers a couple years ago. Now he's wheelchair bound for the rest of his life. back Went down on a a kick return play. And now he's paralyzed. I forgot about that. Yeah. So no, no players ever trying to tank. Um, Players are, these are people who, these are the best players at your high school, at your college. They don't know what losing means. They're not used to losing. (laughs) As pointed out in my walk off, tenths of a second. Yeah. All right. So
1: what are you doing, Joe? You've got a well thought out and constructed walk-off for us this evening? I have
0: a well constructed, well thought out rant for you this evening. Um It's the holidays, folks. I'm a little packed up right now. Uh got a lot going on. So I had a topic I wanted to touch on. I wanted to touch on it last week, but I didn't want to touch on it last week because things were still progressing. Um Brendan, have you heard of Keontae Johnson?
1: No. Will you inform me?
0: That is the sad thing about the state of affairs. So Keontae Johnson was a basketball player for the University of Florida. This co- this story has been getting very little to no coverage. Uh, this young man last year, uh, not last year, earlier this summer, he had COVID um, uh, along with many of his teammates. Um, but he got healthy. Um And didn't show any signs of anything. So by the time the season came to roll around, they started playing. I believe he played one or two games before they ended up playing uh, Florida State in Tallahassee. And in the middle of a game, after a TV timeout, he was coming back on the field and he collapsed. Um, Just dropped on the floor. Medical staff had to attend to him. uh, And the game actually continued on. Got a soldier on. Um, he was taken then taken to Tallahassee Medical um the hospital out there. I don't know the name of the hospital. But then uh he fell into a medically he fell they put him into a medically induced coma to try to stabilize him. Uh as we know I've been ranting and raving not raving, ranting and pointing fingers at the NCAA and their model of hey these kids are going to get better they're young and healthy bodies or this is not going to affect them we don't know what the fuck we're dealing with um there has it has it still hasn't been linked to covid directly but it, we're smart enough to make the uh to connect the dots on our own there's a heart issue that comes with this yes it might not have been caught but stress it on the body we saw yesterday um when the Browns played the Giants, Miles Garrett had his hands on his knees a lot of time out of breath, and he just came off COVID, the COVID list, and he tweeted after the game, fuck COVID, with an emoji of uh, sad face and lungs. It's hard to breathe. It, st- it limits your... Uh, lung capacity. So for everyone to just act like this story didn't happen because we are tired of talking about COVID it's really upsetting. It's really annoying and it's really disrespectful to your audience. Um, I didn't want to talk about it last week because he was still in the medically induced coma. And if he were to have passed, I would have felt horrible that I have used this as an example, um, something I've been talking about all year. Just to make a point. So once he came out, I really wanted to touch on it. And he's better now. He's put out a video thanking all the people that helped him uh, along the way. He was then transferred to Gainesville and helped in their medical facilities. But what the fuck are we doing? This is why Coach K weeks ago said we shouldn't be playing. We should just move all this. A cure is on the way. We should just wait. We shouldn't be in the rush for greed and for money. And uh, sooner or later, I'm going to get to these goddamn buyouts. You better believe me.
1: Um, You said basketball, but then you said field. He was a basketball player, right?
0: That's what court. Sorry. Okay. Was, no, no, no. Look, I was just I, I had no the, paper. I no,
1: nothing. No. The reason I no cause I did, I did, I didn't recognize the name, but when you said, as soon as you said basketball, I did remember that story. I, uh-huh. but it's not, it's not nearly. And I, that's coming from a person who co-hosts a sports podcast. I barely heard about it. So it's not, it's definitely not. You have to go looking for that story to find yeah,
0: it. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much, which
1: is insane. All right. You've been, saying it. you've been saying it all year. My man Joe has been on it. Yeah. Um, and even as a former college athlete, I completely 100% am on board with you. I completely agree with you. These guys aren't getting paid. They're already putting their life on the line in some of these sports. Like, why would you put this on top of it? That's insane.
0: Yeah. You're putting a young man in a situation where he, the rest of your team is doing it. So you got to do it too. You, you have no choice. Yeah. It's hard to opt out of these situations. People are saying just opt out. It's hard to opt out it's when it's not
1: it doesn't work that way. I was about to say there was a kid
0: at Eastern I believe it was Eastern Washington, uh Eastern Washington E-dubs? University. E dubs? E dubs, I believe they're the owls or something. They're like a red bird. But um early on when they were uh people were opting out for COVID, he went and opted out and he lost his meal plan. Yep. People don't know that a part of your scholarship is a meal plan. So now he can't eat.
1: Yeah, well, not only that, but it's just the like everyone else looking at you being like, what do you mean you're going to opt out? Like yeah, you're not going you, like to the NFL, this, nobody, We're doing this. We're yeah, soldiering on. In the NFL, all. nobody cares because it's like, oh, that's your business, that's your money, that's your life. But yeah. in college, it doesn't work that way. It's very much like high school where it's like, what do you mean? You know, we ride together, we die
0: together. Let's go. Bad boys for life. Greg, take us to the press conference. And we'll bring you the press conference in its entirety. Ah. So, Bren, like you said, you were in the southeast, Torrin. Do you have any more dates coming up? Yes,
1: I am a comedian, so anybody watching this or listening, you can definitely follow me on all social media at Brennan T. Comedy. I have some dates coming up, uh, South Carolina, North Carolina, a bunch of Jacksonville dates, Florida dates. Uh, just check out my website, BrennanTComedy.com. I do have a drag show, which is the big show that I'm doing towards the end of this month, Comedians in, in Drag. drag? Doing comedy. Yeah, it's the second time I've done this show by the great Dr. Anna Lepoli. She's a very funny comic with a PhD. Um, she puts this show on um, and I feel like it's okay because she is a 100% can definitely tell lesbian. So I feel like if she says it's all right, I'm allowed to do it. I don't know. But anyway, T comedy BrennanTComedy on all social media. Check out my other podcast. Uh, Brennan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. Just had Craig Coleman from the full charge power hour on this past week. The intro is done by headphone Joe. No, O,
0: no E in the phone. Joe Dorville. Go ahead, Joe. Coming kind up of upset I never uh, didn't get the opportunity I didn't have the name Beanie Boy yet that could have been my rap name um you can follow me at Twitter and Instagram <laughs> at Joe Dorville you can, that's a real uh, thing ladies and gentlemen <laughs> his rap name <laughs> look man it takes a lot of tossing and turning over there I actually changed it at like the 11th hour to Headphone Joe um uh, what was I was gonna say oh you can check out my hip hop album by Headphone Joe no no E in the phone um is there anything else? Oh, check out everything on the Anulo website. Um, all the other shows, Who Does a Podcast, Misbehavior Journal Club, and the big show, uh, Anulo, uh, featuring me, Greg, our producer here, Scott by Scott, who's on Twitch in the comments, Kyle Loader, and Farzad. Uh, Greg, is there anything you want to say, sir? No, I just listen to everything on our network. Real quick, I just
1: want to throw this out there Uh, It's TV, his album is TV He didn't mention that
0: I think I said TV by headphones I just want to make sure, I just heard
1: you say check out my album No O, no E
0: You know what, if I didn't, we'll hear it when we record it Because Brennan, take us out That is why we play the game Hello Hello.
1: Huge shout out Trey Hendrickson Of Lord Atlantic fame, baby It's like his third shout out (laughs) I know I forgot who I forgot. I was supposed to do a shout out and then I panicked. (laughs) I panicked. Leave all this in.